We made it to November, everybody. Yay, 2020 is almost over. We are going to bring you some more wonderful healers to discuss what goes on in the world of COVID-19 with all of the stress. We actually have International Stress Awareness Day on November 4th, ironically, the day after the election. We have Veterans Day, November 11th. We have International Survivors of Suicide Day on November 23rd. It's a, it's a month of gratitude, though. It's a month of being thankful for what we do have. Um, it's World Kindness Day on November 13th, which falls on a Friday this year. So that should be fun. So we're very happy you're here. We're very happy that you've decided to listen to this podcast. And we'd love for you to write a review if you're enjoying it, share it with somebody else, or if you're interested in sponsoring, please reach out. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Um, This pediatrician that I'm interviewing today is somebody that I've almost like, I couldn't wait to get my hands on. I was very, very excited. I was too excited. As a matter of fact, my friend Natalie, who um, told me about you originally, said, you know, she was going to mention you when you guys had your, your first meeting. And I, I couldn't wait. I was like, too late, too bad. I'm going to reach out first. So I'm so grateful to Dr. Lastra, who, which is, she's going to say that name much better than me, um, is here to join us today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here with you today, get to chat a little bit and get you to learn more about what I do. I can't wait. So tell everybody in your beautiful um, accent how to say your name. (laughs) Dr. Lastra. You were going to say doctor, weren't you? I was, I was. (laughs) I I love it. All of my girls right now are cracking up at me. My, uh, I have a, what I call my Latin tribe. I actually have like a, a real tribe. Um, keep me, you know, with the Latin flavor that I grew up with in New York. But anyway, it's so great to have you here today. I have so many um, questions because you are what I envision the future of medicine, which the future is now, to be, especially in the pediatric world. So, um, I managed a pediatric practice for eight years prior to opening up my own business. So I'm very familiar of the world that you live in. No clinical skills whatsoever still to this day. Um, And just this morning was texting back and forth with my former boss, um, Dr. Greg Savell, um, because that's where my stepson goes. So uh, I have a lot of respect for the industry that you are in. Um, and I would love for everybody to hear about your model of care and, and why you decided to go this route. Of course. So my practice is called head to toe pediatrics. And the way that I set up my model is to do all at home pediatric care. So the way I like to explain it is that anything that you can think of that a pediatrician does in the office, I can do at the home. So checkups, sick visits, some uh, testing, like urine testing, swabs, and also little procedures, so like stitches, anything like that. So pretty much I bring the clinic to you. So I'm a mobile clinic, and I recently decided to open this model 
after the pandemic hit, I was actually working at a clinic in Tampa. Mm -hmm. And there were just so many struggles that once the pandemic hit, we started to experience. We saw a lot of patients stop coming to the clinic at times, even when they really needed to be seen in clinic because of the fear of leaving their home, fear of just walking into an environment that could have potentially, you know, been exposing them to COVID, uh, not knowing how to navigate through that. We switched a lot to telemedicine and that was covering some bases, but it was still not enough. Mm. So uh, we were seeing vaccination rates drop from families who weren't bringing in their kids for well checks. And that's when I thought we could do better. And what model could we be able to have that allows families the flexibility, the convenience, and also feeling safe in their environment? And so I launched Head to Toe Pediatrics then. Very I'm so proud of you. I heard the heck out of you the first time I called because I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited that you have this model because I think it's it's certainly what we all need. Even prior to the pandemic, I mean, being um, a, a businesswoman who has run medical organizations before, I mean, I would see what it was like for a lot of the parents who didn't want to come into the office because they they, they had this misconception that that sick and well room was, you know, like, like really what was going to help you prevent, you know, getting germs. Um, and although there, you know, it's definitely something that has to be done. And, you know, there are a lot of um, HIPAA laws and, and OSHA that, that goes into the structure of uh, pediatric practice, but you can certainly gain a lot more germs um, in the line of Publix, right? So, so having um, this forward thinking, like, let's bring it home. Let's go way back to the way it was because the, yeah. the future usually is just history repeating itself. That's true. And, yeah. And you um, created this, this great model. So how long have you been in practice on your own? So I've been in the field of pediatrics since 2013. And then I started practicing in 2016. So little going on to eight years now, if I did my math right. <laughs> right. And then you are on your own for just, just this year. Yes. So I was working out of other practices. So this is my first year being on my own and independent uh, through the head to toe pediatrics. I do still cover at a hospital doing newborn rounds and seeing some patients. Mm -hmm. So that's the little side thing I, I do as well. Sure. Um, I'm just so excited. I'm so proud of you for doing this because I think that this will eventually become um, more popular. And so you could be the first, you could be the first here in Tampa Bay to um, step out in faith, which I'm quite sure there was a lot of fear that um, came behind going into business on your own, because as we all know, they don't teach business um, med school. They do not. No. <laughs> And here you are. <laughs> you in a steep learning curve the past few months. <laughs> right. But really, I think sometimes the best way to learn is to do. And that's what you decided to do. So what has it been like since you opened your own practice? I will say it's been great. I've had so much support from the community. So many people have been reaching out just, you know, like Natalie contacted you. You reached out. It's been wonderful. It has been I will say a little bit easier in some aspects than I expected it to be 
I'll say at the beginning, I was like, there's no way I can do this. I don't know anything about business. This is like not even possible, but I am here today. So I'm very happy to say that it is possible. Uh, I've had also a lot of support from a Facebook group of physicians that are doing the same thing in other states. And they've been great with providing a lot of, you know, answering a lot of the questions that I may have about setting up. And thankfully, my husband is in business, so I've picked his brain <laughs> quite a lot and given him tasks to do. <laughs> so I, I will say that I can't complain. It's been wonderful. Personally, it's just, it feels great to be able to provide this care, to have more flexibility in my schedule, to have more flexibility in the way that I can treat the patients. And to have more flexibility to also be able to just spend the time that is needed with the patients and educate, to be able to be available for them to answer their questions. It's, it's been very rewarding. That's great. So I assume that, and this is really assumption of, of getting to know you uh, on this interview, um, that you don't take insurance? I do not. So, so I... I am, yeah, I have membership or I have a la carte packages. Okay. That families, that. Yep. So I have something for every family. So Good. I will say membership is definitely the more common route to go. And with the membership, I base it, I have three different levels and it's based on ages. So it's zero to two, three to six, and then seven and up are my three different ages that I do for the membership. And with the membership, that's a monthly fee that's charged to the families. They get 24 seven access to me. They get all well visits included. They get uh, unlimited telemedicine. They can text, send me pictures, contact me on social media if that's the way they wanna get a hold of me. So very accessible. Um, my packages, I have a newborn package. I have like a sick visit package for families who are just looking for like that at home care for just shorter periods of time. And that's how I will see if I grow and do other different packages or where other things may come about in the future. I can't wait to tell everybody and for everybody to see this because this to me, you know, um, I know firsthand about running a pediatric office. I did it for eight years and um, coming from adult medicine in New York where I was working with a lot of neurologists and orthopedics and, and we did Eastern Western medicine. So I was um, blessed enough to, to have both sides in my um, early years of, of working in this industry, when I started in pediatrics, I saw such a difference in terms of the business. Mm -hmm. if, in pediatrics, the, the huge um, difference is that it really has to be based on volume if you're going to financially soar. I mean, that's, that's business, okay? Yep. But what happens in that regard is that it becomes overwhelming. Now it's just like you are seeing so many people through the day. The doctors are stressed out. You know, uh, we opened a second location and then I opened a night division and I left them with the night division before I left. Um, you know, because I realized just like you so beautifully stated that you have to be whatever the market wants you to be in this day and age. So in this day and age, People want things on demand, right? People watch television on demand. They go on social media. They want to cons. They want to order online. They want to curbside pickup. You know, <laughs> so you, 
you're, you're no curbside pickup. Um, but you know, you, you can deliver, um, healthcare the way that people want access to it today. So I just think, although, uh, somebody might think it's foreign or maybe even you going into this uh, world yourself, um, this, I believe is truly going to be so much more of the norm. Um, what is your, um, feedback about the telehealth? Um, I'm a huge fan. I have I've been for many years now. Um, how has that worked for your patients? Yeah, families really love telemedicine. Mm-hmm. It, for simple things, it's great. If they have a quick question, they can get a quick answer. I'll say most typically like rashes are a big hit with telemedicine or eye infections. If it's something that we can take a look at and just knowing that they could quickly hop on, do it from wherever they are. They don't have to be, you know, booking a certain appointment for a certain time. It's, they love it. I think it's very useful as well because it's also, you know, providing the families with that access without them having to take a trip over to a clinic, come take a look at us. And if it's something, and I always let them know, you know, we'll definitely try to get it seen and assessed by telehealth, but there may be a chance that I may have to actually see you. Mm -hmm. But I will say, 80% of the time, they don't have to schedule for a clinic appointment or I don't have to go to their home to take a look at it. So it's it's been wonderful. A gift. (laughs) So yes, we could do this. (laughs) Especially I think more so in pediatrics, especially more for like the new parents. They just have a lot of questions that sometimes they just want the reassurance or want a quick answer, but they know that they don't necessarily need to be rushing to the clinic for that. So it's good because it allows them peace of mind yeah. Instead of like keeping a trick track of a list until they get to the doctor to answer all their questions. And then they're like, wait, you only have 15 minutes with me, but I have this whole page of questions and I, I haven't even gotten through three of them. It's right. like, gotta go. Yeah. And to now not have to pack up all the kids or drag them out of bed if they're not feeling well. Mm-hmm. Whoa, what a gift. Yeah. Um, so yay for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yay for you. I really do. I think that this is um, so exciting to have here in Tampa Bay because I've always known that there are so many people that are willing to pay for the services, especially when it comes to your children and your health care. You know, um, that insurance model, to, in my opinion, has just been broken for so long. Um, and, and now employers having to have their employees pay into plans and you know, just the whole uh, limit of time and resources that doctors have because of that, um, it's that gateway to really great care. So what is it like with, um, just to give the audience some, some feedback and some understanding of the checkup. So are you able to bring all of the vaccines that they need to their home? Yes. So I have a local pharmacy that I work with and... Hey, quick interruption on this amazing podcast, but we have to tell you about our awesome sponsor, Thai Technology. They are so cool, and they're here in Tampa Bay, if you're a Tampa Bay listener. Thai Technology is the best voice over IP business phone service company out there. How do I know this? I used to work in telecom before I worked with doctors. That's right. So I know me a good phone system when I see it. Plus, they are integrated with Zoom. 
They are the only ones that are integrated with Zoom. And if you mention this podcast or you mention the Facebook show, they're going to hook you up with three months for free. Follow them on Facebook and on Instagram. Thai Technology Rocks. I send in a vaccine, like a prescription. And then the beauty of this pharmacy is that they also do home deliveries. So they, we just coordinate and they deliver to the home at the same time that I am going to the home. And then we do the vaccines there. For medications, if I have to send a prescription, I call the pharmacist and they will deliver to the home as well. So it's, you're right. I bring my, my little bag, I actually have a toolbox where I have everything. So I have my weights, my measurements to get heights, to get head circumferences all those things, vision screening, hearing screening, it's all packed up in my bag and I bring it over. That is fantastic. Okay. So, um, I have a question about, um, our pregnant moms, um, because you, I would assume can stay with the child until, well, I always used to think about insurance, which was like 26. We would have (laughs) six year olds still coming because they love them so that was you know a, a real um gift but um you now have this um opportunity to, to be with the kids from birth until at least 18 let's just say for now yeah i say 18 <laughs> after that time some they're better off transitioning to adult medicine yes but I, if they want to stay with me till 21 technically till 21 is what i can see <laughs> That makes me feel good. Okay, good. So now what about these pregnant moms? You said that you had some hospital affiliation. So are you able to see the baby in the hospital? So a lot of hospitals in the area have transitioned to using what they call pediatric hospitalists. So a pediatric hospitalist is a doctor that just works at the hospital and see all the kids while they're at the hospital. So that is my second job in a way. So I, I provide pediatric hospitalist care to hospitals. So when I am doing a shift at the hospital, that is when I would see the babies or see the children when they're at the hospital. So if a mom delivers during the time of one of my scheduled shifts and I'm there, then yes, I would be the one seeing the baby. Mm -hmm. So if I am not, I am, let's say the mom, she's pregnant. She chooses me as the pediatrician. She's like, oh, I would like you to go see the baby after I deliver. I can go see the baby as like a a visit, just visiting the family to see the baby, but I wouldn't be the provider taking care of the baby if I'm not on a shift during that time. Gotcha. Because um, most people don't understand that um, the physicians have to have privileges within the hospital in order to see the children, but you can arrange to go. You just couldn't be the, the practitioner. But then there's also there's also the option of telemedicine where, you know, they can hop on their phone and have a conversation with you. And I'm sure that you could see what's going on and, and at least have a little comfort chat, right? Especially now because a lot of hospitals are limiting the number of visitors that can be there. Right. Okay. I'm trying to think of what else one of my friends would want to know. Well, is there anything that you want to share about what it's been like just be having, I'm sure you feel a lot of freedom. Like dare I say that you must feel a lot of freedom because I know how um, constricting it can be. I always do this with my hands when I'm talking about corporate medicine. I know that you belong to a practice before there's limitations on what you can do. 
Um, and now being on your own, I, I would assume that it feels really satisfying that you can spend the time um, and offer the quality of care to the patients because God knows they deserve that. Yeah, I definitely, like you said, I've worked in corporate medicine. One of the biggest struggles for me was the restriction on time that we had to see patients, having 30 patients booked in a day and always running behind because I wanted to make sure I was answering the questions and then getting that overhead of, you need to be faster, you need to treatment time with these patients you need to do this and you're like but but so it's nice not to be restricted by time mm -hmm. and a big thing that i believe in is some preventative medicine so mm -hmm. having the time to educate on healthy eating sleep habits and all those things especially now going to the home seeing what's in the refrigerator seeing what's in the cupboards being able to provide more direct education and care to help families it's huge. And mm -hmm. I, I definitely see a difference in the way that parents are perceiving that care as well, because you can, when you're at the home, you can point things out and it sticks versus like, oh, you need to do this. You need to make sure you're reading this food label to check for this. And then it's, they forget. Whereas if you're like, oh, you buy this, like, let's look at the food label right now. This is good. This is not good. And then they're like, oh, right. now I know. Yeah. And do you have um, relationships with other practitioners in the area? Because you're located in St. Petersburg, right? I am. So what? I am building relationships with other practitioners. I have a lot of relationships built right now with therapists. So I'm focusing on things that I know that I generally would refer frequently to. So like speech therapists, occupational therapists, physical therapists. Um, I'm working on building relationships with providers who would also be willing to see patients at their home since my model is at home care. So I've gotten a few of those, which has been great, especially for the therapies, because that is also something that's very useful when done at the home. And I'm also building relationships with providers in the area, dermatology, allergists, ear, nose, and throat to try to form some partnerships where they could see patients either same day or within that week. Because I know right now, especially when I was in the corporate world, it could sometimes take up to three months for a patient to see a specialist, like if I had to refer them to a neurologist or an allergist. And I want to, one of my goals is to also get over that hurdle, get over that barrier and be able to provide that quick access to specialists when it's needed. And also since I'm working with direct communications, just it's flows, right? So it's better for the patient because I'm communicating directly with the provider versus oh, go see your specialist, see who your insurance covers, and then they'll send me the records and we'll see what we're going to do. So right. now it's just more direct to direct communication, which is much better. And so I, I also assume that you have electronic health records. So there's a digital yeah. component. Yeah, but I do have an electronic health record and we fax records back and forth. We communicate. Faxing makes me laugh so hard. I still like, <laughs> I know it is, that is the medical industry for you. Fax I think it's different now for me though. Like it's done all like through the phone. You just scan it, but it's like a fax number, but it's all like in the electronic medical record. So it just goes directly there. So it's not actual paper that I'm getting like with a fax machine. <laughs> just, I've had many doctors in my career ask me to fax my proposal. Yeah. I'm like, oh. I'll just take a picture of it and text it to you. <laughs> but you know, the times are changing. Um, but really facts, the only time you hear that is in the, the medical industry. 
we still use it. But you can take a photo and fax it. Yes. <laughs> you can, you can fax in my. I know. I, I, yeah, I still appreciate the fax for all the medical records. <laughs> I know. And be first, be at night so that I can wake up when a patient actually calls me instead of waiting for my phone to ring and not hearing it. Oh so, my goodness, I know. Uh, you know, I've been out of um, uh, a practice for, God, it's seven, eight years now. But you saying all this stuff just makes me laugh. I'll tell you one of the things that I was always so surprised at running a pediatric office. I was almost in disbelief when my, I had, there were four doctors um, and then we had a nurse practitioner that worked at night when I was there. And they would come in, you know, just exhausted. I'm like, why are you so tired? We stopped seeing patients at three o'clock. They're like, we were on call last night. Do you have any idea how many yeah. moms called about like the child had a sniffle? <laughs> like really people call you at four o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Like they can't yeah. wait till we open at 6.30. So it was always so amazing to me. And I think that having your model where they can always reach out to you, I'm, I'm hoping for your own sanity <laughs> that you have some of your own sleep time where you having calls going to like a service? Is that what's happening? No, it's me. So I'm the one that answers all calls, including the night. I will say, given my model, since I'm spending an hour with families when I'm visiting them, we're covering all those questions they have, right? And I'm providing a lot of education. So it does cut back on those night calls. You get a lot of those night calls, right? When you're rushed with your 15 minute visits, you feel like you didn't really get to talk to the doctor. You feel like you didn't get to ask your questions and then something happens in the middle of the night and you're like, I don't know if this is normal or not because right. the doctor didn't have the time to go over that with them. So it is scary to think about it, but knock on wood, it's been good so far. That is good. Yeah, well, you know, to all of our new moms out there, it might be able to wait until the <laughs> Let the doctor sleep. Let the doctor Let sleep. The doctor sleep now. <laughs> but I like to say it's like family, right? So yeah. treat me like family. I'm treating you like family. Would right. you call your mama for him in the morning if you know I could wait till 6 a.m. in the morning? Probably. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, once you develop those bonds, I think that's the beauty of my practice model is that you get to become family with your families and and that makes a difference. And you're also bilingual. So that is a wonderful advantage as well. Um, have you reached the um, Hispanic community? Do they know that you're available? They do. I've had a few contacts with some of the Spanish providers in the area as well. Actually, today I'm meeting up with two of them. Good. So definitely letting all the Spanish moms know that I'm around. Good, good, good. So um, I'll tell you more about this when we end. I'm doing a Meet the Neighbors event on Friday. There'll be a lot of doctors. You should definitely come. It's early in the morning before patient hours. Um, Dr. Cesar Lara will be there and he has an office in St. Pete and he has a, a nice, um, well, he sits on the board of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. So yeah, I mean, it's really, what you're doing is fantastic because you're reaching out to the community. It really is the community. The community will always support you if you are available to the community and you seem to have a really great handle on that. And I highly recommend everybody go on your website. Your videos are so fun. I will be posting a new one coming next week on newborn care. And I actually recruited my husband for that one. So it is 
hilarious because he has absolutely no baby experience and I had him taking care of a baby. So <laughs> you guys definitely need to watch that one. Oh, it's so good. I really loved how, I don't, how did you do that? You had like these characters behind you. Oh yes. I have my little, my, my little toys that <laughs> I have helping me that Mickey and Minnie are the big ones. And then I have a little puppet that was actually given to me on a trip to Prague. Um, and they love puppets. So it was like a little doctor puppet that I got. And that's my little dog, my little mini, my little mini me. <laughs> it's really, really great. And I loved even the picture of you wearing your um, protective gear. Yeah. Um, and it was just cute. And I thought, you know, this is, this is, re you're really, I'm just really proud of you, I guess, you know, spending so much time in pediatrics and to see somebody actually take the leap and, um, because it's very difficult to go into your own business. It's um, what I think what a lot of people on the outside don't understand is it's much easier for a practitioner to either join a hospital or to be in practice with a large group um, to go out on your own so young, um, although might seem a little bit challenging, the benefits you will uh, sow through the years um, will be really incredible because you, you decided to do it. And, and really the first few years is the hardest. And before yep. you know it, your, your next stress will be that you need to keep hiring people. I know, I <laughs> hope so, keeping my fingers crossed. That is a good problem to have. And I see it coming for you, <laughs> which is great. Well, I really am so excited to um, have you in Tampa Bay, have you in St. Pete. I'm, definitely going to be introducing you to some doctors that um, could be a resource for each other because we're all in this together. We really are. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. All of the show notes about you and how to reach Dr. Lastro, which I hope say the whole thing, your true native self. I want to hear it. <laughs> Should I say it in Spanish? Yes. <laughs> Doctora Lastra. Yeah. With the sass. <laughs> I love it. love it. And you have sass. I'm so excited to have you here in Tampa Bay again. Really, I'm thrilled. I'm going to tell everybody about you. Thank you for being with me today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to check out Thai Technology. Anyone that mentions this podcast or the Facebook show will receive three free months of service. T-I-E, technology. Check them out. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. We would love it if you subscribed. This way you'll get notified every time there's a new episode, which in fact are Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Please feel free to leave a review. It really helps us and we appreciate your support. Thank you.